to Brand Notes and Coffee Podcast, the place where creative entrepreneurs go from first impressions to results, with practical advice that are jammed with quick and easy action steps. I'm your host, Guna Maldere, brand stylist and Pinterest strategist, helping you to stand out in today's crowded marketplace. Grab your notebook, coffee, and let's begin. Hello and welcome. Today we are having Zachary Babcock in the house and he's the host for top-rated Apple podcast, Underdog Empowerment. And he and his team are helping entrepreneurs just like you to launch, grow and monetize top-shelf podcasts. And his own podcast is super great. In fact, it's all about entrepreneurship, productivity, mental toughness and mindset. We met through Project Persuasion, Inner Circle, and the vibe totally resonated with me. My journey has been bumpy and as you know, I'm coming from poor background. His podcast gets that all deep. When all the odds in life is stacked against you, everyone is counting you out, not giving you a chance and not believing that you could be something more, then his podcast is giving you a hope. And actually, if you have this vision and you are committed to leveling up and winning, it's the place for you. Zach is known for interviewing some of the most successful visionaries and celebrities. So let's get into the interview so you can learn more and find all about it yourself. And welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have an amazing in- interview ahead, and we have the one and the only alpha entrepreneur, Zachary Babcock, here with us from Underdog Empowerment. Welcome, and let's enjoy this episode. What's Hi. going on, Gunna? I really appreciate you having me here today. I'm looking forward to, to diving in with you. I'm so happy and grateful that you are here. So, well, let's start with the first question uh, and tell us a little bit more about yourself because. Maybe there's somebody who don't know you, who haven't met you yet. So this is a great opportunity for them to tune in and just meet you. No doubt. Um, I won't sit here and talk your ear off because uh, I'm a podcast host myself. And I know how annoying that could be when somebody starts talking for 10 minutes <laughs> without having a dialogue. But um, we can always go deeper if you want. But um, long story short, I grew up without a real chief aim in my life and then I ended up doing five years total in prison uh, for making a lot of bad decisions in my life. And then I got to a point where I missed out on my twin son's birth for going back to prison. And that pain was what got me to flip my whole perspective on life. And then I came out and uh, used that as a driving force uh, by taking full ownership for everything wrong and right in my life and went on to build a, a thriving six-figure business that we're currently scaling. Awesome. I love it. And I'm fan of your podcast, obviously. And uh, I love the vibe and the guests you are bringing on. And we will talk about that later as well, because while well, you are known about bringing celebrity guests on your podcast and just kind of getting deep and without any bullshit. And yeah, so we will talk about that a little bit later. But let's a little bit before that, dig a little bit into your personality and tell us some three weird things about you, what people may find that they are weird, or maybe you think they are weird, or, you know, just something what people may not know about you. I, that's good. I like that question. (laughs) I would say, um, for one, for sure, the reason why I think that the reason, I, I don't even think the reason why I know why I go out and fucking dominate the shit I put my mind to is because I'm super empathetic and, and, and a lot of, 
you got a lot of this dudes specifically, a lot of dudes generally are not, and they think that their shit don't sink and they're all like super cocky and shit. But in order to dominate and be the alpha and be the very best at what you got, what you're doing, you got to know that you're going to make a shit ton of mistakes. And if you think that your shit don't sink and that you can't learn from other people, you're going to get, you're going to get cleaned out every single time. And so I, another thing, like I'll, I'll like, it's weird, but I'll sit into like, I'll be in like a group of like five dudes, like at a conference or wherever. And we're talking, we're just talking shit or whatever. And I, I could pick up on these little things. Like a guy to my left starts to feel uncomfortable because the guy on my right's telling a story and he's making fun of some dude in the story. And this guy on the left is feeling weird and awkward because he does the shit the dude's talking about. I could pick up on that shit. I don't know. And I feel like that's a superpower. And you got to think about it, man we relied on our empathetic powers as humans before we could even talk way back in the in primitive ages when, when a saber toothed tiger was attacking the clan and we had to rely on the fear on other humans face to know that there was danger present. Like that's, that's a superpower that I feel like more people could tap into. We all have it. It is listening and actually just being present and just kind of taking in those people who are around them. And I can really relate. I'm super empathic as well. I think everybody is, it's just like, Either you are embrace it or you are not. And either you are just like, you know, me, 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 and bringing your ego in front or you are actually listening what's going on around. So I really love that. And um, is there anything else? Yeah, uh, I guess um, another one would be um, literally when the moment in my life when I started taking ownership for everything wrong and right, like that's what gave me power. And like, so for an example, like it still happens today. I'm going to make up a hypothetical situation, but if somebody in my company, like a team member is producing one of our clients podcasts and like she messes up or he blows it on like not adding an intro or something happens, right? That's my fault. Even though I'm not even producing that because, because that's our team member that we brought into our team, into our organization. If I don't have that conversation with our team member about them not doing that again, or, or at least address our COO to have that conversation then that's my fault. And if we continue to uh, have them on our team, even if they keep on making the same mistakes, that's my fault at all. At the end of the day, everything right and wrong in your life is your fault. And some people will try to say, Oh, well you can't control certain things from happening. I get it. Yeah, you're right. A tornado could come through and blow your house away and, and, and whatnot and, and, and kill your family. God forbid that happens, but it could happen. And that, and you can't control that. But you can either decide to be miserable about it and go out and kill other people or do some horrible stuff afterwards and throw away your life. Or you can decide to respond to, okay, internalize this pain and turn that into some type of power and go out and help other people. Whatever you choose, decide to choose, it's your choice at the end of the day. So you do have the power in every situation. Yeah, absolutely. Taking responsibility and being in charge. Like you are not controlling things, but you are in charge. So taking responsibility about that. Awesome. Um, so probably like taking responsibility and all that probably comes into your brand underdog empowerment. So that kind of relates really closely. Um, alpha entrepreneurs taking action, just going for it, being number one. So tell me a little bit more and, and all the uh, listeners, what is underdog empowerment? How did you came up with that and where it started? Yeah, it's a, uh... It's deep, but I could sum it up pretty quickly. What it is, it's it's the number one resource for alpha underdog entrepreneurs to level up in their business and life. That's what the whole premise is. How it came into it, well, when I was an entrepreneur, when I was, I still am, uh, before I broke through though, um, I was about three and a half years out of being out of prison and 
anytime I tried to collaborate with anybody, nobody gave me a chance. I was just this ex-convict turned entrepreneur afterthought that nobody gave the time of day to. And I was pissed off. I was like, dude, like, I'm, I, you, you don't think that I'm about that life, but I am, dude. And like, I'm going to show you. And I was pissed off. And so I started the podcast for selfish reasons, first and foremost, to fill up my cup before, because you can't fill up a cup from an empty cup. I got, I started the podcast to break out of that mold and also to help other underdog entrepreneurs in the process. And um, it's crazy because the podcast got, we got it ranked on day three and then had Billy Jean as marketing the next week. And it's just been a crazy upward spiral momentum ever since. But that's what the premises was built on. And, and a lot of people, a lot of people will say it, it, it starts with having your why, knowing why you're doing it. And that's really important. It really is. But it's not the, I feel it's not the most important. What I feel like comes before the why is the who. Who are you? You got to know who you are. Because like before I tried a branding, I, had, uh, I was, had a YouTube channel for about two years and, and the branding was at the time win with Zach. That was cheesy as shit. All right. For one. And the reason why nobody could get behind it is because it was all about me. When was that? That's not a movement that people could get behind. But when I got really clear on who I was, figuring out like, who am I? I'm an ex comic. No, but I'm more than who am I? Well, I'm an underdog. Yeah, I'm an underdog entrepreneur. I, I'm going to win it no matter what. I, I, I have, have all this, this strong desire to win. And I got really clear on that. Then I created the brand around that. Knowing who I was, it attracted my tribe to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Absolutely. Like, goes. It's always easier, not easier. It's always um, more interesting and better for others to join something with this movement, not like, you know, uh, ego speaking up somebody who is just me, 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 and it's all about me, but, you know, actual deeper meaning. And I love that. And again, can relate in so many lot of ways um, because probably you can hear my accent. I'm not English speaking person. English is my third language. Um, so yeah, it, it has been interesting in a life and coming from really different backgrounds and just trying to, you know, get there and, and work as hard as you can, because you can see that for somebody else doing the same thing, it's so much easier just because you are like, you know, from different parts, then it comes different. But when you are part of some sort of movement, it makes a big difference because that becomes your, you know, almost second family. So that's awesome. I love that. So how long did it take from actually starting your podcast? Because you as well mentioned before that you had YouTube channel. I actually have seen some of the YouTube videos, but that's probably from underdog empowerment as well related to podcasts. That's how actually I get to know that you are all about podcasts, your own podcast uh, company. And uh, uh, that's really great. So how did you choose actually to go with podcasting? Why didn't you keep pushing YouTube channel or, or maybe you did something else? What was your kind of strategies? Yeah, I'll, I'll die. I'm going to dive for all into that real quick before I answer that. Can I say something real quick? Sure. You remind me of uh, a guy that I, that the episode actually just went live today at the time of this recording, uh, but his name's Bedros Killian. Um, he's, a beast. Uh, he, he's the owner of Fit Body Bootcamp, which is a fran- it's a gym franchise. He has like over a hundred different locations across the U.S. But he came to the U.S. as an immigrant and had all this crazy shit that happened to him. This crazy upbringing, but he he used that as a source of power and uh, and and it turned it into his power. What what not? And you just re- remind me a lot a lot about him. I thought that was really cool. Oh, I to point that out. I will definitely look him up. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty badass. Um, but, but yeah, to, to, so like 
Are you asking like, how did I land on like po- uh, becoming a podcast marketer? Yeah, how did you choose? Like, because you said you you mentioned you you did a little bit YouTubing. Um, I don't know what happened, but like, how did you lean into like, oh yeah, podcast is my thing? Or did you was at that point still kind of figuring out, or like, how did it all happen? Like, where was the yeah. breakthrough moment? It was two different breakthrough moments. Um, the podcast blew up right out the gate, like I mentioned, but I still wasn't making a lot of money yet. I was, I was making money through affiliate income, but that was like at that time around 200 to $800 a month, which I was super grateful for, but it wasn't like, you know, nothing to write home about. And so I, I wasn't making a lot of money yet, but I was interviewing celebrities. I was growing my downloads, all this stuff. Right. But I, I still wasn't making it. So I started, uh, this program with, uh, a guy that reached out to me and had this program. It was for, it's funny. Um, he had a, did 20 million in revenue and a thousand successful graduates. And the program was on lead gen customer acquisition and scaling a business. However, at the time, and we repurposed this program and was pushing it out and bringing in clients and with me like being the face. But however, I felt like a sleazy slime ball because I'm sitting here trying to achieve something by teaching it. And that was just ass backwards. You know what I'm saying? And, and it didn't resonate with who I was as a person and how I want to live my life. And so on, on uh, Christmas day of 2018, I made a post and called myself out and was like, uh, guys, look, this is what's going on. But you know, I haven't done none of this shit that we're teaching. So I'm pulling the plug on it. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm gonna go back to the drawing board and I'm going to figure something out and, and we'll take it from there. And I'll come back to the marketplace when I'm ready. I'm gonna keep doing my podcast and affiliate marketing. And then uh, I, I did that. That was hard to do. And then what was the breakthrough with podcasting is I got invited to speak out and in San Diego at Marshall Gillen's event. It was like a small mastermind. It was like 20 people in San Diego. And I spoke and told my story the first day. And then he was like, hey, dude, can you come up tomorrow and just talk about just podcasting? I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. Didn't think nothing of it. Went up, started talking about all the stuff I knew about podcasting. People's eyes were lighting up and they're asking me all these questions. And it was just like the energy was crazy. I'm like, man, I might have something here. You know, because the deal is when, you, when, you're, when you're inside your business, the day-to-day, you don't see, you, it's like being in a bottle. You don't see the label on the outside. You don't know some of the things that come that, that are your superpower. You don't know that they're a superpower because you done perfected, not perfected, but mastered them or whatnot. And so I put together the offer and it was a hit did uh march of 2019 did 11k the first time i put the offer out and i was like holy shit and done 10k or more every single month since and so that's that's how i came into the to the podcast part it's like i i would break it down to dumb luck for one luck played a part into it um and then a drive of consistently wanting to achieve my goals and move in that direction and then that ended up happening uh finding that sweet spot it's powerful. And I'm really happy that you actually found your like, you know, authentic yourself rather than just, you know, pushing somebody else maybe things and, and not kind of feeling right. Uh, because that's so important to show yourself who you are and what are your values and then just bring your audience to the journey. I think they are appreciating as well that you, you know, kind of was honest with them and just um, went for it. And probably they are like the biggest fans because they have seen all your journey. So that's awesome. So you mentioned as well, like you're all great guests, all the celebrity guests. So how, what is your magic power? Like, how do you kind of like, oh, come on, like Grand Cardone, <laughs> come to my podcast. Like, what do you do? Like, what is your um, superpower? I know you 
how your programs as well and you how you're done for your service and probably you're you know covering it all there so it's up to you how you want to share it but uh, if you can give some tips uh, for our audience share away yeah it's all right do you, this is kind of a long-winded answer is it okay if i kind of go into a little bit of the detail yeah sure because it's uh it's it, there's it, so I got a system right I call it the 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 podcast penthouse mechanism and um it's 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 a simple system it's based on four pillars and each pillar has simple things that you do consistently over time that produce these results a lot of this stuff is either I learned it through trial and error figuring it out on my own or I learned it from other podcasters and then implemented it, learned it, and then put my own little flavor to it. And then I combined it all into a system that I built over time that not only have I kicked ass with it myself, but helped over 100 students with 100% success rate, get ranked on Apple, grow their downloads, interview celebrities, and make money from their podcasts. Real quick, real, real quick. The four pillars are big reach podcasting. That's launching and getting ranked on Apple. Second pillar is uh, that was top rated podcasts. And second one is big reach podcasting, which is growing your downloads. Third pillar is celebrity podcasting, interviewing celebrities and position yourself as one and becoming one in the process. And then the fourth pillar is big money podcasting, making money. Notice that one's the last pillar because you got to have a little bit of an audience and interviewing celebrities before you start getting all to the monetization part. But um, to answer your question, how do I go about landing celebrities? There's a lot. Um, so it's simple, but there's a lot uh detail that I'll break it down. One, getting ranked on Apple plays a big role because now the pitch is, hey, do you want to come on my top rated podcast versus, hey, do you want to come on my podcast? It just sounds better rolling off the tongue. And they know like, oh, so he's got a top rated podcast on Apple. That's part of it. So all these different pillars you're going to see feed off each other. Secondly, growing the downloads, which is in my opinion, the most important pillar to focus on because it literally feeds every other pillar. You get more downloads, it helps your ranking in Apple. You get more downloads, you can invite higher level guests if you get a larger audience. You got more downloads, you're going to make more money when more people hear your offer. Um, so that that's another role to it. But the pitch itself though, is literally as simple as this, pitching them hitting them up and keeping it really, really short and sweet. Because most people, when they pitch these people, they're hitting them with these autobiographies. Like they open up the email and it's like, you're scrolling for days. And just to give you some context, when I get, cause I get, I'm pretty sure you get pitched all the time too. Cause you got a podcast and people want to get on your show. I get it all the time, like pretty much multiple times every single day, no exaggeration. And I'll get so many pitches where they're super long. And I get anxiety when I see that shit because I got a lot of stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? So just imagine what a person like Grant Cardone or his gatekeeper that does his email stuff for him, what they're thinking because they're getting probably a hundred times more than what I'm getting. And, 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 you know, so what I do is I keep it really short and sweet and to the point and super blunt. Like, Hey, like literally it's just probably identical to the first pitch we send out. And this is the pitch that gets most of our guests. The first pitch hits most of the time more than any other of the follow-up pitches. But it's usually like, hey, I'd like to have you come on my top-rated podcast. You're a perfect fit for my audience. Can we make this happen? Talk soon, Zach. Literally, that's it right there. And Absolutely. and that and yeah. And and so how we go about doing that is we hit them up through their email. You could go click on their website and hit the contact button on their website and get their email that way. You can DM them on Instagram or Facebook, or if you're on LinkedIn, I'm not really on LinkedIn that much. I will be in the future, but not right now. Um, wherever you jam at, just find them there and hit them up in their DMs and, and ask them. 
Don't be scared. And people are like, well, I'm, I'm scared of getting told no. Well, guess what? You're going to get no if you didn't ask anyways. And guess what? You're going to get a lot of no's because that's just the nature of the beast. You're not everybody's going to say yes. You got to build up that resilience. And here's the thing. You got to frame it. Most people, the reason why they don't do it is because they feel like, oh, this person's not going to take me seriously. I haven't done anything yet. But that's the wrong mind frame. You got to switch that shit to, dude, I got a platform. I'm doing them a favor by letting them come on my platform, introducing my audience, letting them share what they got going on. I'm doing them a favor. Let me hit them up and you come on my top rated podcast. When you move from there, there's more confidence in there. And, and um, I could go on. I just, that's, that's it. But last, lastly, um, I've been landing consistently, you know, high level guests for, for over two years now, but you'll see it now way more than what I used to for a number of reasons. One, because my podcast is a lot larger than what it was and I got a larger track record and I got a shit ton of names that I can name drop if need be. But even more importantly, it's because I'm not doing the pitching anymore. My team does it. And they spend a lot more time lining all this shit up for me now using the scripts that we develop. Um, and that allows me to focus on my genius, not doing admin level task. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so powerful. And having team around you, that is just like really driving force for everything. It just like fuels it all up. Actually, we can talk a little bit about like team. I wanted to ask you because I'm seeing you are, you know, hiring uh, constantly. You are searching new people and just a little bit about the environment and how you are keeping, because as you said before, that you are keeping that uh, internal environment, uh, encouraging others. So what are the top lessons or top tips how you are what you have learned creating this internal culture, culture, hiring people, scaling, kind of making it happen. Because a lot of people want to scale, but when it comes to actually hiring people, they are getting stuck. And I'm sharing a lot about internal kind of culture, how you communicate between um, team members and all that. But maybe you have some great tips for our audience when they are at this point of their business and they want to kind of, you know, get some help and scale so how do you keep that internal culture when you are hiring what do you are looking for and and all that yeah no doubt this is a really great question because this is like 100% of my focus right now is what what we're doing so spend a lot of time doing this type of stuff and learning and and and, and um testing things out so real quick you strike me as a visionary more than a integrator it, did i hit the money or did i miss it yeah you hit the money <laughs> Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. So if you're like Gunna or myself and you are the visionary, the best piece of advice flat out that I could say for you is to find your integrator as soon as possible. Find your chief operating officer, your integrator, your whatever you want to call them, that title, but the person that actually implements things and, yeah. and, and builds the system and, and drives and, and does, it's a great manager and pays attention to the smaller details. You're, if you're a visionary, you're the big problem solver. You, you, you suck at the small problems, right? You, you suck at the systems. What's got to happen you know, blah, 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 all this happens, but you're really good at the vision. You're really good at developing the culture. You're really good with relationships. You're really good with research and development. Stick in your zones of genius. Find your integrator ASAP. And then what I do as far as culture development is got really clear on who we are, what we're about, our core values, and our mission, our purpose. Why are we doing this? Why is it important? What are we setting out to do? What's the end game for us? 
clearly articulate and communicating that to the team. And then most importantly is to lead by example, to live those core values and show your team each day you live in by those examples and to point out your faults all the time whenever you fuck up and make mistakes because you're going to show your team that you own up to it and that you, and then, and then, and then call yourself out on it and then make it right. And that's what, tr- that for me, that's what you got a leader leads by example. It's not like a boss telling you what to do. You got to actually live that shit. Yeah, that's my, yeah. probably my best piece on culture. I love that. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm so grateful. I have my, you know, implementator and do it all things. So I, I'm really <laughs> happy and sad because otherwise, yes, it's like a big vision, a new idea, and there's like, okay, let's do this, and then how? I don't really care. I just <laughs> want to make it happen. So awesome. Uh, thank you about that. And yeah, so let's. Let's dive a little bit deep into the mindset and uh, some kind of personal development things. You probably uh, have done a lot of that. And how did you, so prison, then coming out, then finding, trying to find those jobs, having some, having those struggles, trying into entrepreneurship once and, and doing it on and just developing that. So what are the struggles you kind of uh had and how you overcame them and what kind of mindset shifts you needed and what did you do like what was some sort of personal development or you didn't do anything you just were like okay i have a goal and i'm just going there so what was your journey how did you do that and was there any kind of mindset shifts yeah there's a bunch of different mindset shifts it started off with the extreme ownership part and realizing that hey I can can dictate my life literally because I can control how I respond to anything that happens, even if I can't control it from happening. That was one. I was like the starting point. And then the complete ownership part, like everything right and wrong in my life is my fault. That was another one. But then coming out, not being able to get a job anywhere, um, literally watching people that I was a hundred times more qualified than, but I, they, I had a felony record and they didn't get a job before me that, you know, was like pissing me off type shit. But that was, the, the switch, the mindset shift in that was all these things that I thought were disadvantaged that I thought were holding me back are actually my power. Uh, dude, like going to prison, that's my power. Like, you know how fucking tired I am of talking about my prison story with, with everybody, but I need to, because that's what draws. It's interesting. It draws people in. They're curious. They want to get to know. And they're like, how did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. And it's literally what I lead with because it it's like, it's, I turned my so-called weakness into a strength and um and, and and doing that all all the time the fact that i had to work harder to to even get respect in the entrepreneurial industry because i was an ex-convict that nobody wanted to give the time of day to that is a strength because i had to work harder than a lot of other people did not saying i had to work harder than anybody ever but i had to work harder than the average person that's a good thing because yeah. I, if it was just handed to me i wouldn't have the 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 mental fortitude or the strength of character or the skills that i developed and I wouldn't have the hunger and the passion if I didn't have to go, if I didn't get to go through that in the first place. So that was a big shift for me. Yeah, hunger definitely. And as well, just like, you know, kind of when you are establishing all those things and, and just, okay, so here's another wall, another wall, you're just going forward and you are just becoming more stronger and stronger and your skin is so much thicker. So absolutely, again, can relate. But uh, another thing I wanted to ask about so you, you have your team and everything. Probably you have as well some mentors. You have uh, participated in uh, different events. And um, 
there's a lot of stigma, especially within men. So as a man, I'm asking to you, uh, do you think it's weak to ask for help? Because obviously I don't think it's weak and asking help, it's something awesome, getting mentors, getting people who can help you who are in a place where you want to be and just exchanging ideas. But I know that there's a pretty big problem, especially in my circle and audience for men to ask for help. So what is your take on that? No, I think I think it makes you strong if you ask for help because it's in, in a sense you're asking for help and, you, and I get it from the from a male's perspective. You're like you're admitting that you don't know how to do it or that you, you, you don't have the answer right now or you, you just you need help with it. And that's hard for a man to admit in a lot of situations because it's how we're wired, I guess. But no, it shows a strength of character to step out and be like, no, I don't have the answers and I would like your help. Now, I think it's weak if you ask for help and then you don't, you, you just want people to do the work for you. That's weak. Or if you, if you're an ask hole where you ask questions and never, <laughs> never implement the shit, then that makes you weak. But no, I don't think it's weak to ask for help. So how about haters in general? Like, how do you, do you experience a lot of them? You have like huge audience on podcasts no, and stuff. No haters. Oh, you're lucky, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love haters. I seriously do love haters. They're the best. I I, I welcome them for so many different reasons. For one, they help build my brand for me. And and for two, though, even more importantly, is I've heard people say, like, oh, you get to the point you no longer, it's no longer about proving them wrong. It's about proving yourself right. Yeah, I get that. I'm all about, that's, that's first and foremost, but I still like fucking proving motherfuckers wrong and laughing in their face saying, I told you so. Call me a petty motherfucker. Yeah, I am. Whatever. But I remember every motherfucker that laughed at me and said I wasn't going to amount to shit. Who's laughing now, bitch? You know, like seriously, I'm that. Uh, and some people are like, oh, this guy's arrogant. No, that's that. That gives that's, that's fuel not to that the fire. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man, I love, no, it. I love that. I always like we have with this other thing. We always screenshot things. Whatever happens, we always screenshot things and then. You know, because at some point those haters sometimes come around and like, you know, like, oh, let's meet up and like, hey, dude, <laughs> two years ago, you commented that shit on my post and you said that you will never make it or you are like, your accent is freaking crazy. So no, all right. And it's just interesting how when you are becoming more and more successful, more and more people wants to, you know, be around you who was really adopting you before. And um, so yeah, I love that. I Haters amazing. They just create more engagement, more, you know, people can come around and actually look at your content. I know you have a family, you have three kids, right? So what do you do to balance the kind of business life and personal life? How do you recharge and what is the fun things for you to do? What is not related to the business? It's something I need to work on more and get better at. And I could do a way better job than what I do. Um, It's hard for me to separate the business from the family because I'm so fucking passionate about what I do and I love doing it. And Sometimes a lot of times I don't give my family the attention they deserve because I'm on my fucking phone or whatever excited about that. So it's something I definitely need to work on to get better at. Um, and what I'm doing to get better at that is like we, we just went to Florida last week for a week and I didn't 100% unplug, but I had literally three meetings that I had set up, but I spent a lot of time with the family and then refined my vision, like improved on it, get more clear shit like that. Um, but some things I do like in the morning, I have a morning routine that I do and I fill myself up every single day. I got my workout, reading, cold showers, meditation, all that good stuff that I do before I even do anything that that's powers me up to go out and do everything else I do every day. And then 
at night, I, I, I like I do, I do stuff with my kids. Like we just made a vision board and now it's hanging up on their wall. And then, um, you know, we work towards it. Like, like today when I wrap up at 4 PM, my time, uh, after doing all the interviews today, we're going out and we're building our lemonade stand and we're going to, we're not going to sell lemonade today. We're going to do it this weekend, but we're going to go get everything we need for it today. Teaching them, you know, Hey, I can go out and create my own life, you know? So things like that. I just try to, I try to, uh, once again, lead by example with my family and, and like do shit with them and show and model for them. What yeah, it's like absolutely. To, I think that's yeah. the most important when you can actually involve them as well, just in a process, not like actually maybe in a business itself, but just in the process as well. And well, I work together with my husband. He's my kind of grounding space and he's the implementor, <laughs> implementing <laughs> person and, uh, and all that. But my daughter, she's like, always passionate about just like, oh, you're making videos. Can I make a video? So she has a YouTube channel and just kind of, okay, so when, I, when I'm when i getting money, <laughs> because she thinks that it's easy as that, you publish a video and then the money is coming in. So, but just seeing those concepts and, and getting into that, she already has mindset, which I never had at her age. So uh, that's incredible. And, and I think that as well, just shows that okay you can take your family somewhere for a holiday or for a weekend away or you know do those awesome cool things and as more you kind of show them your life and what you do I think as more they want to be involved and support you and kind of understands where it's all coming from awesome well are you ready for the lightning fire round I am born ready let's do it (laughs) (laughs) okay so texting or talking uh talking 100% (laughs) <laughs> if you could choose invisibility or super strength which one you would choose super strength if you could travel back in time what period you would go to the 90s because they had some pretty badass raves back then I <laughs> but i would go back to the 90s <laughs> dogs or cats oh dogs i know you're probably gonna disagree with me but dogs 100 why i would disagree i have a dog he's crazy but he's awesome <laughs> oh i thought I, I don't know i thought you like i cats weird me out like i think they're like devils for real but that's a whole nother story (laughs) they are they are i used to have a cat but yeah i love dogs (laughs) so what would you do climb a mountain or jump from the plane Ooh, jump from the plane so that's got to be a rush right there have you done it yet no not yet no that's a bucket list item do it (laughs) i haven't done it either (laughs) tea or coffee uh coffee coffee good because, well, we have brand notes and coffee podcasts, so obviously coffee. <laughs> <laughs> what country you would be okay to never visit in your life? Never visit. Oh, that's never a visit. hard one. Um, oh, that's so hard. I don't know. Um, Iran or North Korea, just because there's there's that beef with the U.S. I don't know. I mean, no, no, no. What's the, what's the one that – there's a country where they don't like U.S. people there or something. like they, I don't know. But I, I don't even know if it's true, but I wouldn't want to go there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, would you uh, choose car or bike? Car. Car. And now just say something cool. Say something cool? Underdog shit. Good one. <laughs> do, some, do some underdog shit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So to wrap it all up, is there any actionable steps? Because we are in this podcast, we are all about like bite-sized action steps just to kind of uh, get people going uh, that they can listen, take notes and just get something going for them. So is there any tips uh, what you would share for them to building their personal brand? Maybe which areas you would suggest to focus and, you know, getting all going? Yeah, from a personal brand standpoint, I would say this, especially if you're like kind of in the beginning, beginner stages, um, 
here's, you know, so many entrepreneurs struggle with this part. And I did for a long time. Um, I used to wear suits and shit. Come on now. That's not me. I'm not knocking suits, but that's not my jam. I don't, I, you know, I got a beard and tattoos. I don't look right in a suit or I probably, I don't know, but this is not my thing. But, um, I used to think that I had to be something that I was not in the marketplace. And here, here's the deal with personal branding. All right. You got, you got companies like Amazon, Walmart, McDonald's, Pepsi, Cola, whatever the biggest brands in the world, right? And they can, they can make up these imaginary customer avatars and then be the ideal to serve these avatars because they're company brands and they can morph and be whatever the hell they need to be to serve that avatar. But when we're talking about personal branding here with the keyword being personal, you can't make up some imaginary avatar and then try to be the ideal to serve that avatar if it doesn't align with who you really are as a person. So the beauty about that is that it makes the whole process easy and you don't serve. All you got to do is get really clear on who you are. It starts not with the why, but the who you are part, get really clear on who you are, really clear on that. And then you serve who you were yesterday or who you were just starting out or anywhere in between. And it makes the shit so easy and you attract the right people. And now you're not some fucking guru at the mountains screaming. You, you, you are that person. You can help them. You understand them. And that would, that would be number one, hands down, best piece of advice on personal brand that I could give. Yeah, I love that because that's so true. And if, well, there is a lot of people who choose to go the way that they want to be this kind of person and creates their own personality. And then they burn out because it's exhausting to be something else, to be acting up all the time. So oh, totally crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a really great tip. Uh, thank you so much. Um, Thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing all your wisdom and digging deep into the podcasting thing. Um, tell us what's going on with your business, where my audience can go check you out, what is happening right now, and yeah, or they just go to your podcast. Tell us all about it. <laughs> right on. We're doing some really, really exciting things. Um, I can't really say exactly what it is yet, and I don't really like to talk about what I'm going to do. I like to talk about stuff that, that you know I've already already done right but we're building some shit that's that we hope is gonna completely uh be a, a disruptor in the podcasting industry so that's gonna be pretty cool to watch but the best place to hit me up though and and and, and come jam obviously it's it's definitely the podcast i love podcasting uh if you enjoyed this interview come come check out my podcast it's underdog empowerment you can check it out on pretty much any podcast platform that you listen to podcasts on but to make it really simple for you guys you can go to underdogempowerment.com Right there on the front page, you might have to scroll down a little bit, but there's a podcasting section. There's a red button that says subscribe. Hit that red button. There's iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, whichever one you like to listen to podcasts on. Hope to see you guys over there. And Gunna, thank you so much for having me on the show. I had a blast today. No, thank you for coming and coming and sharing all the awesome clips. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to screenshot, post on Instagram and tag me at Gunamelder so I can check you out and connect. I would really love to know what you found the most valuable. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a beat. You can leave a review and we will send you a copy of Branding Success Bundle, which includes Dream Client Profile, Branding Checklist, Client Attraction Formula and more. To get the resource, subscribe, leave a review, screenshot it and send us to podcast at gunamaldere.com. So it's podcast at gunamaldere.com. And see you in the next one.